Indiana Runner Podcast Season 3, Episode 19. Taylor and I do a quick glance around the state, uh, Marion County, Hamilton County, and Dak meets last week. Taylor updates his Mount Rushmore of top teams, and then we even get personal and talk about the things we're most excited for our teams in the tournament and what specifically we've been doing in practice last week and this upcoming week. Let's hit it. best friends yep do you want to go do karate in the garage yep all right calling out to vote and taylor marshall we're going to do a quick tournament preview and really just going to talk about some of the meets happening around uh the state recently let's start taylor with the marion county meet that happened on it was tuesday and wednesday of this week right or was it wednesday monday and wednesday it was a Tuesday, Wednesday, back to back. So in the girls meet, Ramaya Elliott from North Central, she wins the 100 and the 400, doesn't run the 200, and that enables her to run both relays. And on those relays, North Central set the state's best time in the 4 by one and the 4 by 4 and Ramaya ran on both of those. What, do we, what does that tell us potentially about the tournament? I don't know. I mean, as we look at things, um, obviously she'll be listed on both relays. Big question mark. Does she run both relays? Um, she will, by all accounts, more than likely run the 400, right? I mean, I can't see a scenario in which she doesn't run the four. So, you know, I think kind of decide one of these relays and the 200 or punt the 200 and run both relays. But, um, I, I don't know. I think maybe uh, you could look at the results and of some of the more recent meets because she did a different combination of events at uh, Mick conference meet, uh, six team conference meet that happened, and uh, we just were just six teams, huh? Six teams. There used to be eight. Colin. That's yeah. That seems like a that seems like a low number of teams in a conference. Oh yeah. When you kick out two, it, apparently eight minus two equals six is what I've been told. So I don't think I heard about that. Yeah. Um, so she ran a different set of events that day. So, um, you know, I would speculate here that they are trying to determine um, what, uh, which, which event or which relay, uh, particularly which relay um, could score without her. And, uh, and, you know, that would help. But um, we'll go over some, some potential team scores or one way to look at the state meet later on and, it, it may not matter. It seems like the four to me, it seems like, and we'll talk about this in the second half of the podcast too. It seems like the four by four has got to be a lot less likely to score without her because they ran four flat, which is a good time. It's the best time in the state so far. But if you take off a 54 and put on what we could imagine would be a 64, right? Yep. That, that hurts Four four tens not going to do anything. Right. And maybe they run 406, right? They each get a second faster by the state meet, but 406 isn't going to do anything either. Correct. That's going to be hard. One, two, four, four by four. We're speculating. Obviously, we have no idea. Sure. Or it's one, four, four by one, four by four, like she did at at county. I don't see that happening necessarily. I don't see that. We're on the three open events. And then the four by four definitely needs her the most um but you know the four by one is always a kind of a tricky thing and um you know 
we you would think the next girl up would be ready and I don't know it'll be interesting well maybe we'll get a peek of that on uh on Tuesday there at uh, Lawrence Central and she can enter five events yes the she rule, just can only compete in four correct right the rule is you have four events excluding relays so um, someone could be entered in four open events and all three relays however that athlete can only compete in four events no matter how you slice it also at the girls marion county meet gretchen farley from park tutor she wins the 1600 and 502 she wins the 800 and 213 both good times not yep. prs but pretty high up there for her Yep. And then I thought this was interesting. There was an article in the Indy Star where she declared her intention to run both of those at the state meet. Does that surprise you? No, I would have I would have guessed that going in. Um, you know, that that seems to be right in her wheelhouse. Um, I I do know that Park Tudor ran um a four by eight last year with Farley and Kennedy and a couple other pieces um to to advance throughout. Um, but the the two stars did not run it later in the tournament um but the the 16 to 8 makes the most sense probably for her um and and where she's at um you know i don't know would you would you focus on just one of those events let's say i mean if you're going to run the the if you focus only 16 it makes sense you can still run the eight but would you say hey let's just go all in on the 800 at the state meet or you like the double there when the person who holds the records is still in high school I think is in general, I'd like to catch them tired when I'm fresh. I think that maximizes my potential yeah. chance to, to win. Right. Because but again, I don't, I, I don't go to park tutors practices. I don't, you know, who, will be who, weird. who am I? Right. I'm, <laughs> I'm at our practices. Um, who, you know, who am I to tell her what her best tournament path is? Right. But I think, yeah, yeah if the goal is to win something, not to do maximum points. I, I would like to, I'd like to catch somebody. I'd like to catch the defending state champion tired if I could. Sure. Absolutely. Uh, North central girls, the number one ranked team in Indiana. Do we fancy them as the best team in the state? Stay tuned. Uh, but they, they did dominate the Marion County meet there on the boys side. The next day, warm, very warm weather, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, um, especially in central and southern Indiana. Nasty Nate Killeen, 418 high in the 1600, and he beat the, uh, the young Burbuff duo, Ezra Burrell and Cameron Todd. Now, Burrell and Todd did run on Burbuff's um, winning four by eight relay earlier. That would have to. So our, our guy, Nate, your guy, Nate, especially caught them tired. Colin Altavote strategy, apparently. Yeah. Um, Nickens Lemba of Southport, 48-48 in the Open 400. Have you seen this guy? Have you heard about this guy? Have you seen this? Have you heard that? Uh, no, go ahead. Tell me about him. So um, I, I've heard he's a really good basketball player as well for Southport, but now he's run. He won Conference Indiana in the 400, the 200, and on the anchor leg of the 4x4 caught up to Matt Newell of Columbus North, and Newell just pulled away in the end. Um, but 48-48 in the Open 400, and just kind of – feels like someone i haven't seen him run but i've certainly seen the results he just feels like a a kid that's new to an activity that's new to a sport and isn't really 
that doesn't really know what he's capable of yet. Right. And I, well, just, that's awesome I wonder too. if we're going to find out at the state meet what he is capable of, which may be under 48 seconds. Yeah. I mean, then that puts him right there in title contention. I mean, that's awesome to hear that a uh, basketball player is, is coming down for track and field, right? It's getting more and more difficult um, as kids start to specialize and AAU uh, attempts to, to ruin kids' lives. Um, but it's good that Southport has found <laughs> really a, uh, yeah, right. I'm not gonna, not gonna hide behind that one. Um, that, you know, the Southport's found a, found an athlete that's a multi-sport guy. Maybe some more will come out. That's awesome. Good for him. In the 800, there were a lot of good performances here at this Marion County meet, uh, in the 800 Xavier Wills of Warren central low 154. He could be in the mix. Um, and as we do maybe more tournament preview type stuff, talk about the um, teams in contention. And I think it was, it was you and me, not, not Josh and, and I that talked about um, the open 800, right. That like, it seems like the best 800 runners are either going to be on their second event or they're not going to be in it at all that, you know, Xavier could be oh, 154 may get it done depending on how that, that race goes out. Right. It may get it done, absolutely. And you know that 154 low, he negative split, Colin. So you could see on the results there, the uh, the split. So um, if he goes out just a little bit harder, yep, you're going to just hang on. That's how it is no matter what time you run in the 400 or the 800. If you go out hard and you hang on, you're going to be all right. Uh, That's what we're talking about right now at our practices. Yeah. You, you, can't, you can't even split it. You can't negative split it. Um, Sorry, Xavier, but that just means you can run faster, man. Yep. Colin Stevens of Burbuff, 925 in the 3200, and Matt Rossio, 934. That wasn't a PR by either of them, but considering how warm it was that night and that there wasn't much, I mean, it would have been warm the, the day before as well, but there wasn't much of an acclimation period to get used to that the way that, you know, some of the boys that ran you know, Thursday at the Hamilton County meet, they'd at least had a couple days at the Marion County meet. It was only the second day that it had been warm. They hadn't gotten a chance to really work out in that kind of weather. I mean, it's only been a week and a half since it was 40 degrees. And for Stevens to do that, you know, in, in nearly 90 degree temperatures, even at eight o'clock when the race was run, that's pretty impressive. That's someone with a really good chance to, to finish on the podium at the state meet. Yeah, I agree. Ben Davis boys, 323 in the four by four. There have been a host of teams that have run 322 and 323. Now we've talked about the, the relays, especially the four by four have been weaker um, over the last couple of state meets and definitely last year. Last year at 324 scored, that's not going to be the case this year, will it? I don't believe so. I think if we already have this many teams hitting 323 or faster, you've got a couple more weeks that they'll start, they'll continue to improve. And then, you know, you, you almost always run faster at the state meet, right? So you got to think that, you know, you can get uh, three, 320 may not, eh, 320 will put 320, may not, we'll see. Right. Uh, Warren boys dominate with 115. They don't appear to be, like a, a tier one contender and we'll, we'll talk about it later. They may only be one tier one contender, um, but they, they could get in it. I mean, they've got Xavier Wills. They've got a couple of um, sprinters or maybe it's just one sprinter, but it's in the hundred and the 200. Like they're, they could get into the mix. Yeah. There's things could start to play if, 
a few, again, uh, these pieces on teams I would consider ahead of them right now, uh, if something changes there, then they're, they're right on the outside, right? They're like, they're knocking on the door right on. Hey, as soon as you, you let me in, let me in. In the Northern part of the state, the girls DAC, there were a host of leaderboards update uh, leaderboard updates there. You're the one that does it on the girls side. And someone had said it was basically the first good weather night, like all spring up in Northern Indiana. Uh, Chesterton sprint star Cameron Dunn swept the 100, 200, and 400. That's a big day. Valparaiso, 926 in the 4 by 8 That actually wasn't their best time this year, but they did have a big win there. Uh, busy day for Bailey Ranta. She, was, she goes to Chesterton. She was second in the 4 by 8 Her team was second. Uh, won the 1600 and then finished second to Lila Gillespie of Laporte. Lake Central girls 402 in the four by four. We fancy them a contender, especially having run that fast up in Northern Indiana, right? Yeah, I would say so, right? That's really impressive. And like you said, first nice weather day, I would buy that um, for, for the region, right? Um, so that 402 is, is legit. You come down to uh, Bloomington in a few weeks. That's a sub four performance right there. And the Lake Central girls did win the meet by 40 points over Chesterton. So Chesterton kind of with those two stars, Dunn and Ranta, got a lot of points from them. But Lake Central, the balance, um, 156 and a half. And again, that was a 40-point win over Chesterton. On the boys' side for the DAC, now these like Hamilton County meets, like the Marion County meets, like the HCC meets, which we won't get into, um, kind of felt redundant with Hamilton County also happening that um, they happen on separate nights. So the boys' DAC is on a different night. Cole Raymond from LaPorte, he was fourth last year in the 1600. He won the 1600 at the DAC. He also won the 800. And then the Slicers, I like that nickname, uh, swept the distance events. They won the four by eight and Braden Sebecki won the 3200. This is, we're gonna get into this. This is a super, it's a super closet team meet. I think it meant super close team meet. Um, super close team meet. Merrillville 119 and a half Lake Central 119 and then it cut off Laporte but I believe Laporte was like 118 or 117. Man how about that that's a fun uh fun four by four right there you win you know you, you tell the guys hey if, or, or the girls in, in a different case if we uh if we win this event right it comes down to this there's nothing there's nothing like it in track and field man I'm getting excited just thinking about it Colin I wasn't even there man and we saw that last year at the girls state meet the team that won the four by four. Now there were so many moving parts and it wasn't that if they won, it was guaranteed. It also depended on the placement of other teams, but cathedral won the four by four. And then we're furiously scribbling out the scores and figuring it out. And it turns out that was just enough for them to win the meet. Nothing more exciting than that. And track is a sport where you get to know the score the whole way. That That's is a awesome. novel concept. Yeah. If only we could find a way to do that in cross country. If only we had the technology. Mm, or on we the willingness to get it done. A little bit farther south, the Hamilton County girls meet. Carmel girls, shout out, 924 wow. state lead. What were the splits, Taylor? Oh, man. Uh, the splits were a... Uh, give, me, give me a second to dig this out of here in the file. Uh, we had a two, uh, 221, 220, 
two two uh, eighteen and two nineteen. There you go, and that's good that. enough for the best time in the state. Uh, we've also seen nine twenty five and nine twenty six from some of the other contenders here. Uh, Valpo, Columbus North, and Noblesville. I think we probably put them all as the, the main contenders for that. Maybe uh, for that maybe, event. Yeah, for the four by eight. Maybe Floyd Central. Maybe Floyd Central. Yeah, it just kind of comes down to who who's going to run it. But if like they run said, it right. I mean, they have to run their four best. Clearly. Yeah, Noblesville, Carmel, Columbus North, uh, Valpo, that kind of thing. Yeah. Bridget Gallagher, the Jet, two fourteen and the eight hundred. That's uh, top five performance right now. Summer Rempe from Noblesville, 215. Did Rempe run on their uh, four by eight at the meet? She did, yes. So Noblesville, maybe a fringe contender for the state title on the girls' side? They're going to be in the conversation, absolutely, yeah. Carmel Girls, shout out, 401 low in the four by four. I believe that's the second best time, third best time right now. It was the second best time, I think, when we ran it. And then North Central, we being Carmel because I get paid to work in Carmel and then uh, North central, just like a few minutes later at their meet ran four flat. And then yeah. another one, incredibly close team scores, Hamilton, Southeastern 137 Carmel, 136 Noblesville, 135. What was that like coming down to the end there? Oh man. Well, again, four by four, right. All the other events have wrapped up and uh, we were down the field. So uh, we, we knew uh, we being Carmel, that uh, we, we were well out in front in the four by four, uh, but it came down to the placement of the other teams. And there was a team that was charging. And if they had finished second, then we would win. But we also knew that uh, it would come down to Noblesville or HSC who got the better of the other in that event. And uh, HSC was able to just out lean Noblesville there on the, on the four by four. And that was the difference maker for them. So it comes down to the four by four, but the team Carmel, the team that wins the event, doesn't control their own destiny in that case. Correct. Uh, flip that around. That was Hamilton County girls was Tuesday. The boys on Thursday. This was a tough double coming back for most of the teams in Hamilton County because the HCC boys meet had moved from the previous Thursday to Monday. So a lot of these boys ran in their events on Monday against basically the same teams, you know, take out Brownsburg, take out Avon, take out Franklin central, but then the teams came back again and ran um, at the Hamilton County meet in the four by eight Carmel boys shot out seven forty six was a one fifty seven, eight, two flat point three, one fifty six, seven, one fifty one, seven for Carmel. Fisher's boys, 754. As far as I can tell, those are the two fastest times outdoors. So we do have some um, performances better than those two from indoors, but that's what we've seen so far outdoors. Because the four bite really comes down to good competition, right? Yeah, it's hard to run fast in the four by eight or even the four by four by yourself. So having uh, people out there who push you along the way you know, like we saw at the indoor state meet for the boys uh, four by eight, right? That was fun and exciting. Um, so we'll, we'll start to see that here as uh, the competition heats up, uh, particularly in the second uh, weekend of the tournament um, should be should be fun. A hot 1600, uh, metaphorically and literally given the high temperatures that night, 
Joel Mumaw from Noblesville, 415. Kai Connor from Westfield, 417. Jack Weber from Garen, because we, we're out here. We're in these streets. 420. Asher Probst, Noblesville, 420. Andrew Knight, Hamilton Southeastern, 421. So five under 422. And then eighth place in this county meet was 427. It's incredible. Incredible. Got to be the event of the meet, right? I mean, how do you get better than that? Eighth, eighth place, 427. That one was, point. That's it was you a pretty, uh, yep. And I, we, we were happy to take that one point. Yeah. Uh, in the 400, Kiefer Sinjin of Fishers, he ran on the four by eight uh, for the Tigers, comes back. 48-44, which is not the state's best time. It was four hundredths of a second off of his own state's best time that he ran on Monday. So he ran 48-40 on Monday, comes back, runs 48-44 at the county meet. Uh, from Carmel, Jimmy Philpot, Jimmy P, he asserts himself as a sprint force, 1085 and 2193. I was standing next to Carmel's head track coach, who guessed Jimmy's times and each time was off by one hundredth of a second. Oh man. Now That's that I'm saying that out legend. loud, I wonder if he was able to get a peek at the, you know, the timing from like the outside the tent. Oh, you think he was kind of gaming a little bit? I don't know. That's pretty good to guess it that close. Did you, uh, did you wager any like uh, apple juice or anything on it or what? Uh... No, no. Yeah. yeah. So he wouldn't have, he wouldn't have a reason to other than just, you know, to build his, build his own lore. Right. Uh, speaking of asserting oneself, Tyler Tarter, a sophomore from Fishers now looks like one of the state's best hurdlers and perhaps Fishers is right in the thick of the team title conversation. He went 1493 in the 110s and 39.10 in the 300s, and he ran faster in the 300s on Monday at the HCC meet. Um, in the open 800, Nolan Satterfield, 155 low. He also led off HSC's 4 by 8 and more like 157. And then Colin Lacomic, uh, the well-named junior from Westfield, 155 high. Fisher's 318 in the 4 by 4 That's the state's best mark. So far, Carmel with the number two time in the state, 320. And those, again, those are the top two in the four by four. That's uh, an incredible four by four performance, you know, 318 and change right now, right? I mean, there are years where that that might win at the state meet, right? Or be, be very close. And then there's, you know, now we've got a couple more weeks to go here. So Fishers on Monday night at the HCC, Kiefer ran uh, 48-40 in the 400. And then he came back and ran 156 in the 800. Oh, man. And, and then he was pretty tired and was unable to run the 4 by 4 and they ran 322 without him. So you're kind of doing the math, like, well, if they just if they can run him, they'll probably run something like 318, and then they turned around and ran 318 on, on Monday. And that was still his third event. Now, he didn't run all out in the 4 by 8 uh, He still split like 155, but he didn't run all out in that. And so, yeah, I think Fisher's certainly the favorite in that event with, especially having, having Kiefer and having Tyler Tartar on the, on the same relay. You've got, you know, one under 48 and another under 49 in the split. 
Okay, this is going to be kind of a crazy question here, right? But I, it might be like, so you're saying there's a chance. I don't know. The state record in the four by four. Oh, it's like 313. And so, oh, okay. Well, just on, based off your tone, no. you're going to say it's safe. No, yeah, it's safe. Okay, okay. That's all I'm just asking. Shout out Gary Westside. So. Yeah, I mean, that, that's one of the better state records. Yeah. Well, it's holds from 1978. So right, yeah, that no, that's safe. Uh, you know, I could see Fisher's getting down to three fifteen, three sixteen, but three—I mean, three thirteen—is I'm talking like forty-eight per guy, right? Uh, that sounds right. Yeah, no, that, that's that's safe. Um, All right. Another tight team race there also came down to the four by four Hamilton Southeastern, one hundred and fifty-two Carmel, one hundred and fifty. Uh, yep. I was, I was unaware of the team score implications as that last race was happening. Yeah. But I, 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 I don't, great, I don't think the Hamilton Southeastern was, I think a lot of the people knew. I just, I myself did not know. Yeah. Well, shout out to HSC, right? That's a great, great week right there for them. Yeah. Um, and it was, it was a home meet. It was at HSC. They were pretty excited. Good. Awesome. It should be high school athletics. It's supposed to be exciting. It's supposed to be fun. It should be fun. Yeah. No doubt. You know, what's fun, the state tournament, and we're going to talk about it coming up after the break. State championship winning coach Scott Litzkin shares his perspective on what it takes to achieve excellence in high school cross country. While addressing the mental and physical elements of distance running, Scott provides details about how to create successful teams. Additionally, he addresses how he overcomes pitfalls to achieve the peak of success as a high school cross country coach. His teams have won four Indiana State Championships and have competed at the Nike National Cross Country Championships three times. The book is only available on Amazon. Search for Scott Lidskin. And we're back. Okay, let's uh, let's rehash the – or not rehash. Let's just get into our team contenders. So on the girls' side, what are we looking at right now? Okay, team contenders, you want to start? What we do a top four? Uh, yeah, well, let's let, yeah, let's do your Mount Rushmore, and then if we've got any kind of stats, numbers, ESPN stats and info, we'll yeah. talk about that. Okay, so all right. let's let's count them top four. Let's count them down. Your top four girls teams. Okay, there's one there's one team that's going to be clearly ahead of the others right now, but then after that, the other three, and with a few right behind are, are going to be really, really close. So the fourth best girls team right now, according to you, according to me, right? So go ahead and write that down. Take that to the bank. You're good to go. Uh, Hamilton Southeastern. HSC coming off a great week at County and uh, good performance at their conference meet and their, their state meet points are looking pretty strong. Um, now we have a tie for the second best team, in my opinion. So we're going to go ahead and rock the two of them together. Zionsville and Noblesville. So two okay. teams that will get their points in very different ways at the state meet, right? At least on paper. Um, but they are, are neck and neck in, in my uh, kind of in my analysis here. And the, the best team has been the best team all year. And there's 
uh, no reason to suspect otherwise, given the fact that the, they have the best female athlete in the state, and that is North Central. What does North Central have that's not Ramaya Elliott? So North Central has a, a four by eight that I think could score. They are not as of right now seated to score at the state meet, but they could. Um, and they also have uh, a couple points in uh, more likely discus than shot. Um, a senior in Tracy Gooch, who is uh, seated to score uh, as of the best performance. So by seated to score, here's what I'm saying. We're going through the leaderboards and we're looking at, you know, a mock state meet. And, um, you know, that's sort of where she would place or where that relay would place or what have you. So um, that's what we got there. What's Noblesville strong in versus what Zionsville is strong in? For sure, right? So Noblesville, um, they've got a lot of field points. Um, so they're, and they're pretty spread out between throws and jumps. Um, and then we also talked about their four by eight as being a title contender. And they may have, um, or at least they have a girl right now um, with another one who's not far behind um, in contention to be on the podium in the open eight. So that's sort of Noblesville's piece. Um, Zionsville uh, has big time points, right? And only a couple events, but big time points. So they have the best four by four time in the state right now. They have the number two pole vaulter in the state. They have the number two four by one in the state. And they have the number three long jump performance in the state. So uh, those are those are really big points. Uh, that's what you want at the state meet. And that's what they're delivering. But on the girls side, it seems unlikely that anybody goes beyond 50. Well, there's only one team that would be capable of that. And I would say I would say that's unlikely, given the fact that Elliot can only do four events. Um, so that those four may account for 40 points right there. Could could North Central find uh, 11 points to get north of 50? Possibly depends yeah, on how fifth, high the fifth four, by the four by eight. Is. Yeah, fifth of five, seven and the four by one without her. Yeah. And then Viscus um, Springs. Yeah. Third or uh, seventh in the death, something like that. So that's the one team that could get above 50 um, outside of that. It, it, it doesn't appear right now that there's enough strength to make that happen for any other team. Who are some other teams maybe to keep our eye on as we get down to these last two weeks? For sure. So the next uh, sort of best, right, I guess this would be like the fifth team in the state, um, Carmel Greyhounds. Shout, shout out. out. Um, so Carmel is just in a lot of these different events, just a little bit um, out of time, you know, of scoring position, um, you know, uh, or could potentially move up um, on, you know, maybe like the, the four by one, right, or get a couple extra points out of uh, the throws, or um, maybe a couple points come in some other event, be it, uh, you know, uh, distance or hurdles, right. So um, kind of right there, uh, Valpo. Uh, would be my kind of sixth best team, right? Um, and Valpo has obviously a, a total uh, elite athlete in Kaylee Polizza, um, and she'll factor in heavily to their overall performance, but they are picking up points in other areas. They've got uh, a shot putter who's seated to score, a long jumper seated to score, um, and, you know, then we'll, we'll kind of see like what, again, Polizza can help. Um, you know, it could be a, a Reese Sanders situation from last year, right, where 
Um, she, you know, Polita is just really dominant in, in her events. And there are, you know, enough points from other teammates that propel you to this team title. Um, that if in this particular case, it may be more like to the runner up trophy, but either way, still good. And then also Cathedral and Chesterton would be sort of in this conversation as well. What percentage chance do you give North Central to win? If Ramaya Elliott gets on that bus and heads down to Bloomington, then I'm going to say like 90, north of 90, 95. I mean, I, you know, maybe this is the one, this is the one time that I might be like Scott Litzkin and be like, there's never, it's, you know, it's not a lock, but gosh, it's the closest thing you could get. Right. Um, assuming that, you know, everybody stays healthy and gets, gets where they're supposed to be on that day. What, how far back, are, how far back are like Zionsville and Noblesville in that mock meet again? So uh, based off the leaderboards as of today, uh, scored with those um, who we believe uh, will compete in those particular events, um, just because somebody is up there, for example, doesn't necessarily mean that they'll run that event. Um, but North Central, I scored at 50. Zionsville and Noblesville tied at 34. HSC scoring 33. And then Carmel would be the fifth team scoring 29 with Valpo 27, Cathedral 24, Chesterton 23. It's a pretty big gap. Pretty big Considering gap. Considering how, how solid that those scores are for North Central. Right. Again, assuming she makes it on the bus, then they're, they're going to win as of today. What about on the boys' side? Who are your top five boys' teams? Top four boys' teams? Okay, top four boys teams. Okay, count them back. So count them back here. So uh, similar to what we discussed with the girls, I got a tie on the boys side for third. Um, so we've got Plainfield and Brownsburg, two teams that have seen each other a lot and will, I believe they're in the same sectional. So we'll see each other again um, for the next few weeks. And uh, my little mock meet here tied at 41 points. That's a lot for third and fourth. It's a lot for third and fourth that that'll get it done in some years. Um, then we have Carmel as your runner up shout out 51 points. That's a lot for second. And Columbus North uh, seated in my little estimation here to win by scoring 67 points. That's a lot. And that is a lot. You're right. What about some teams that are outside of that that could contend? Two teams that I think are uh, within the conversation. It's not quite as wide open on paper as the girls meet, um, but Center Grove, um, I scored them at 40. So that's super close. 40 for fifth. 40 for fifth place. And then uh, Warren Central uh, seated at 32 points. Um, and that's big points in the, in the 100 and in the, the high jump. Um, so you did to, to score or to win both and score 10 points there. And then you're going to pick up a few other points here and there. We talked about the 800, for example, right? Could, could Xavier Wills uh, possibly win the open eight? I think he's, oh. I, I would consider him a contender. You agree um, that adds a couple more points and, you know, that, that gets him that much closer to that Brownsburg playing field sort of uh, area. Fishers could get in there as well. Fishers could get in as well. Um, uh, Fishers could get in as well. They're, they're right there. 
Um, you know, they've got big points in the, in the 400, the 300, the hurdles, that is the four by four is the top uh, in the state right now. Four by um, eight, they'll finish in the top three, I imagine. They always do, right? And that four by eight, find a way to put it together. So yes, Fishers is definitely in that conversation right there with probably Plainfield and uh, Brownsburg. And, you know, depending on how that plays out, uh, could, could make a run at, at second. Kind of feels a little bit like the cross country season where there's just in a normal year, some of these teams that might finish fourth or fifth this year in a more typical year probably would be the favorite or be a heavy contender. Right. So, and, and it's a lot of the same teams that it was in cross country, Columbus North, Center Grove, Carmel, Fishers. It, it, and what we know now is going to be a lot different now that we're actually going to have these sectional and regional meets in good weather that like last year, the Northrop girls out of nowhere, seemingly went from like being ranked 19th in the poll, the coaches association poll to like the heavy favorite. And then it's not in in one week, it snapped all the way back to where then by the end of the meet, they weren't contending anyway. Yeah. That could happen. I mean, it could be Northrop girls again this year. We just don't, we don't know. It could be. Yeah. I mean, it, so that, that might be the, the dark horse right there. And, um, you know, like you said, it's a lot of overlap and, and, uh, you know, the distance contributing in, in some of these mock, uh, scores, but it takes more than just some, some distance guys to, or girls to, uh, to win a state title. Right. All right. Let's, uh, let's get into coach's corner. Cause we do coach. And I do think some people like to listen to the podcast and pick up some coaching things what what is something specifically that you're looking forward to in the tournament maybe a certain relay a certain kid a certain event on on our on your team on our team oh on our team yes yes on our team okay so carmel girls track and field um really interested in uh this this four by eight right really excited about it um the Carmel girls won the four by eight last year. Um, we Carmel in the conversation uh, again this year, but we're going to see it's a really tight race. Um, I think it's going to be super close with Columbus North and Valparaiso and uh, Noblesville. Right. And again, we don't know who's going to run what or who might focus on an open event, but if, if the best four that all those teams have run that event, um, I think it's going to be really exciting to watch. And, you know, that, that was a predictable answer from a, from a distance coach. That's, that's the same thing for me is like giving these guys a chance to see what they can do. And with the weather, weather getting better, like we had our conference meet and we had eight different distance runners run nine events. So one guy ran the four by eight and the four by four and all nine of the guys ran their best times Yeah, that ran on Thursday at the county meet. And now I'm like really looking forward to some of these guys that are two flat 201, like that, that could be 158, 159, which, which, you know, to those guys is a big, is a big deal. Yeah. That's kind of what I'm, I'm looking forward to most is our younger guys getting to run the four by eight and uh, my little dudes and, and seeing what they can do. What, what we do, what'd you do last week? Take it, take us through practice. What, what workouts did you do? Take us through practice. Okay. Um, so last week we, well, we had the, the Tuesday uh, county meet, right? So Monday and 
and uh, Wednesday are, are typically, you know, are going to be pretty easy days, right? Um, just get some mileage in uh, between, recover after the pretty hot day at County on, on Tuesday. Um, Thursday, we just did a, a longer, uh, like aerobic threshold type run, um, right down the Monon, Monon North, shout out. Marked out. Marked out. Thanks to Colin Altavote. Uh, they paved over the half mile mark. That's still missing, but, uh, yeah, we, we, you know, as an aside, maybe we should go back out there at some point here. Uh, well, we both have prep fourth period tomorrow. Maybe we'll just walk down and actually I was planning on that. Okay. Sounds good. Just get the wheel and just spray it out. Okay. Um, and then, you know, Saturday, uh, we did something that was like, uh, you know, shorter, more intense, like, uh, you know, pretty hard 500 followed by, uh, some faster 200s and, you know, a couple sets of that kind of thing. So just something to really kind of make you acidic. Yeah. So we're, we're the opposite because the boys meets then are Thursday. So we worked out Monday, but I didn't want it. It was the first really warm day. It was like 80 and it was pretty humid too. Mm. And Carmel had just had the prom Saturday night, meaning there's a higher than normal likelihood that they were probably up later. They're a little off schedule. So um, I didn't, I kind of want to do like a, like a, just a PPM effort, like a hard, have our two best guys maybe run like a five. But I thought uh, the likelihood that we could have some casualties if they do that are pretty high. So we did a split PPM on the track. So our two best guys did five miles, a mile and a half, a mile and a half, a mile and a mile. Actually, 2,400 meters, 2,400 meters, 1,600 and 1,600. I didn't measure back on the track. And after those first three, they only got two and a half minutes of standing rest. And then after yeah. the last one, I gave them five minutes. And then the other guys all did... 1600 1200 800 and then an all-out 400 so they were actually kind of able to just because they were getting way more rest they were able to hang on to those top two boys for yeah. that so it was that was kind of a crowded workout it took a lot of planning and then our meet was thursday thursday night and i learned last year i kind of wanted to come back and do some kind of workout on saturday morning but they're pretty tired and they're pretty emotionally worn out from a big meet where everybody runs their best times yeah. And so we just, we did our long run on Saturday morning. And then uh, after the long run did a couple of 200s at their 800 race pace. Yeah. And we tried to do like relay exchanges with the 200. So you ran the 200 at your 800 race pace for a little faster. So our guys are running like 28 and then they're handing off the baton. So we're practicing that. And then groups of three, right? So then they get, uh, we did, we did five. Groups of five. Okay. So, so then the four that we're going to run the four by eight in that order. And then the, one of the kids in the open eight who will probably get back into the four by eight for the state meet. Yeah. They ran it as one, one continual thing. So they did three of them. So they got, you know, you don't, you're resting while the other four guys are running. So you're getting like two minutes to rest in between those. Yeah. What, uh, what do you, what are you doing next week? Uh, coming up next week, let's see, we'll have our sectional on Tuesday, right? We traveled to Hamilton Southeastern. So, you know, Monday, uh, Monday, and Wednesday, again, just sort of like regular kind of mileage type stuff. Um, and then uh, probably, probably something again, that's uh, intense uh, on the track on Saturday morning. Um, haven't quite decided exactly what yet. Um, still kind of working through some of those things. I'll probably do that once we're, we're done here with the podcast, but 
um, that'll kind of look similar uh, to the past uh, week or so. Um, what do you have going this week? So we can work out Monday. So since our Saturday was our long run, pretty a little bit lighter, we'll do the big workout, finally put our spikes on. I haven't let them work out in their spikes yet. So I was going to have our, our two best guys, our distance runners that'll run the, the longer races at the state meet um, if they make it, which I hope they do. Um, I have reasonable belief that, that they will make it. Yeah. Um, they were going to do 800, 600, 400 in their spikes, full rest. So 10 to 15 minutes between each of those. So like our best guy did it cold, did the same workouts. Let me look it up on my phone. I hope this is meaningful to people. Um, Cole did the same thing two weeks ago, not in his spikes, 10, eight to 10 minutes in between. And he ran the 800 in 159. He ran the 600 in 127 and he ran the um, 455. And that was the day you were out there working out too. It was, it, remember it was like pouring rain and it was kind of windy. Um, and then Charlie ran it in 204, 129, and 57. So I was going to have yeah. them do 864 again. And I was going to have the other guys do 600, 400, 300 in their spike. So I actually think of the four guys that are going to, that could run for us at the state meet, I think three of them have done nothing at their 800 race pace in practice yet, other than occasionally doing like two or three 200s. But the, the fast stuff that makes you, really ready to run a fast 400 or even 800. Like they haven't done anything faster than say 70 seconds per 400. And you'll start to make that more of a priority moving right. forward. Yeah, yeah. Just for these last, cause I think there's, there's a bit, there's a big effect to that right away. You can, that that'll show up in the race right away, Yeah, but you can't go to that well very often. So we, we've just kind of saved it until this last couple of weeks. And that's, that's what makes me hopeful that maybe some of these 201s can turn into 158s, you know, at, at the state meeting, if we can make it, make it through the tournament, um, which obviously our path is very challenging. Sure. Yeah. I mean, the combination between competition and weather and training, right. All these factors uh, to get, you know, get below that two minute mark, which is a really fun, fun barrier to break. You break two minutes, you get a king size Hershey bar. My guy Connor Heggie, 157.8 lead off. My man got a Hershey bar Saturday morning. Okay. I, I was said, wondering. I saw I said, that. do not do not put that in your car, sir. That will be gone. That will be, that will be liquid gone. by also uh, do not give it to my small child who's running around here right now. He does not. Well, it was the opposite. Yes. My small child gave it to me, gave it to him. I brought brought my brought my little guy to practice. Let him yeah, let him run around. I, I'm still missing one of his cars. It's somewhere out there. I'll probably find it tomorrow he didn't he did not want to leave he wanted he had a play date at 10 he did he did not want to go on his play date but cooler heads prevailed <laughs> as is often the case i'm sure with a two and a half year old yeah all right man <laughs> anything else um that's it man i'm uh, i'm really excited you know ready to see um exactly which path some of the athletes on the boys and girls side will take um we'll, we'll obviously know a lot more um, after both Tuesday night and Thursday night um, and kind of get an idea of, of what the state meet itself may, may look like for some of those athletes. We'll know a lot more after the regional, obviously, because 
in some sectionals, you can maybe run uh, an event that you decide later to scratch uh, for, you know, competition purposes, you know, you see who, what else is going on out there. Uh, but this is fun. I'm, I'm really pumped. And uh, like I said, the, the girls race team race is going to be, uh, you know, pretty close to through five or six on paper. And the boys race again, will also be pretty tight. So um, can't wait. I don't know. That's all I can say, man. Can't wait. It's where it gets fun. Put your spikes on. Let's work out. No, well, not me and you, but no, 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 God, no, please. Nobody on our team. Yeah. Although I did run with them a couple times this week and well, uh, you, okay. You ran them through an incredibly hard workout and then you jogged a mile with them at the end. That's right. That's how okay. it works. Okay. I don't have to, okay. I don't have to do anymore, Colin. I, I don't have true. to run with them. Although I've been told I need to start. So I will be there. <laughs> All right, man. I will see you tomorrow and we will remark off part of the moon on. Right on. Thank All you. Right. Yep. Thanks, Ben.